Hello everyone, welcome back to the Vulnerable Latina Podcast. This is episode 2. Hey, happy Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. For me, personally, it felt short, but I'm glad it's Monday. Uh, para que empecemos la semana todos juntos con toda la actitud del mundo. Uh, espero que hayan tenido un buen fin de semana. It's already feeling like fall season. Ya se está sintiendo el frío. Uh, este fin de semana... Uh, fue el cumpleaños de mi mamá. We celebrated her. Comimos pozole. All my family got together. It was a really intimate, heartwarming kind of party that honestly for us, like, we haven't had, like, in a while. We always, like, do parties and it's kind of like music y, you know, bebemos y todo. Pero esta vez, no, it was a little bit more intimate and we all really got to chat, catched up, like, just have that really good communication, especially because, um, desafortunadamente, um, lo, el huracán que pasó en Acapulco Guerrero, um, it, it's really bad. The aftermath, I've been seeing a lot of videos and I have an aunt que está, que vive en Acapulco, tiene su casa como en los, en los pueblitos, en los pueblitos de, de Acapulco, donde está casi en la montaña, and my mom hasn't been able to, my mom, my sister, my mom has two sisters que viven en Acapulco, una de ellas um, vive en un, um, she lives like in an apartment complex on the fifth floor, so the she was able to communicate with my mom, porque no hay señal, there's no electricity, but that sister was able to reach my mom and tell her that it was really bad. Um, her windows blew out. I mean, um, like, burst. They popped her windows. Her doors of her apartments blew off. It was just really, really bad. Um, the, this hurricane and just in general, the, the her youngest um, son was really... It, it's really... He, he... I feel like it was a lot for him to just see... Um, that my aunt says that he might be a little traumatized or traumatized in general because of how how the experience felt really scary and i can imagine during the fifth floor but just my other aunt the one that lives um como las montañas ella sí tiene su casita um arriba en las montañas and we haven't been able to hear from her um her other sister cannot go look for her because the roads um in Acapulco todavía están cerradas because of all the aftermath todas las tejas que you know some house every it's just a really intense um situation um my sister already Karina she contacted a person from over there que is posting pictures of missing people with the pictures and where they live and they they told her that they were gonna try and go see find her house and just give us like a reason because honestly we tried calling her but she doesn't pick up there's there's no signal there's no light yet um there's no purified water yet help hasn't really been reached there's just a lot of mixed emotions and i understand like it's just really frustrating like a lot of people lost everything i'm pretty sure my aunt that lives in the mountain she lost everything because her house was in a really vulnerable place um uh, because it's in the mountains and it, it was beautiful from what she would told us this is a beautiful place that's her home and a lot of people it's just like I really like my heart goes out to them and I'm trying to help in the best way that I can to sharing on social media, kind of like the stories and narratives that is coming from the people, um, you know, because the, me the media sometimes, you know, there's a saying of like, if it scares, it airs. And just in general, like just spread the spread the stories 
by the that are told by the people that are experiencing that and there's a lot of frustration también you know tantos saqueos of people there's just like a lot of stuff happening in Acapulco and just I just wanted to take a moment in this podcast to just let you all know que you know there, there's just a lot happening and you know especially now that we haven't heard from my tía I really hope that we hear something from the contact that my sister was able to reach of of the person that is helping Ayana Capulco encontrar a la gente that is missing that we can hear cuz también ella my sister haya puesto también nombre de el nombre de mi tía en like páginas of shelters because they put shelters in Acapulco pero nothing comes out to her name and you know we hear stories of like you know familias han sido encontradas muertas with you know five kids it's just really it's a really like not you know good situation and i just really hope that we can find her and she's okay um because you know that's my mom's sister she's my aunt i don't want my mom to go through the same pain that she did when she lost her dad and her being far away like i just wanted to take a moment honestly to send you know my love to acapulco guerrero everything that is happening is really messed up like they it was just like super people thought that it wasn't going to be that bad but it ended up being super bad many people are going to have to start from scratch and i'm going to try to contribute in the best way that i can um honestly and just trying to just reach my family to be honest and 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 assess how they're doing to be honest because it it, it was really bad it was really bad um and i just wanted to start the podcast by just you know highlighting a really important thing that is happening you know in in in, in my mexico querido that that my family lives there I, i just really hope that we can reach them and and hope and i really hope that they're fine um but today's episode um i just want to start that we should all have a check-in um it's been a really intense weekend especially for me just because of the hurricane and just not reaching family members But I hope que todos ustedes hayan tenido un buen fin de semana, la verdad. Um, hayan comido sus comidas favoritas, las calentitas, un cafecito con su conchita, un chocolatito. Uh, yo comí pozole this weekend por el cumpleaños de mi mamá. Uh, también pastel. Oh my God, I love pastel. Um, and I'm already planning like next weekend. Um, ¿Qué es lo que le voy a decir a mi mamá? Que si puede cocinar, uh, yo compro las cosas y si ella me, la puede cocinar. Porque mañana, well, today, que es Monday, dijo que me iba a hacer caldo de res, because I've been telling her I've been craving caldo de res. Um, and I was like, ah, y le va a echar papa, um, esta, um, little calabacitas. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm craving that after work. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that for today, later on today. Um, and just start the day as well by having a check-in. Like, let's take a deep breath together. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale, exhale. Just a little deep, deep, deep breath. Um, just to kind of like clear, clear your mind if you're going home or you're going to work, um, whatever you're doing at the time that you're listening to this podcast because I feel like we need sometimes to slow down and just kind of like feel grounded. Uh, but today's topic about today's podcast is about resources. Um, I feel like this episode is really important for me because it's something that I've been um, using, the resources that I've been using so far for my families at the school sites that I work at and that they have really been helped for, that they have really been helped and that they've been telling me their experience. And it's like, you know, I just wish, honestly, that when I was in school or with 
you know, that someone also reached out to my mom and be like, hey, señora, like, I use social courses para usted y todo eso. Um, and I just wanted to share the resources with you all. If you all know a family or or work for a nonprofit that helps the community, and if you want to look into more deep about these resources, you know, I'm going to talk about them just to, to help as much as we can the community. And these are practically um, are located in L.A. and Los Angeles, downtown L.A. or in central L.A. Uh, so they're based on that area because that's the area that I work for, um, L.A., the community that I serve. Uh, so the first one I'm going to talk about is just Chirla, uh, the organization. They help with immigration um, services. Um, for DACA, the way that you, if you want to renew your DACA you have to go to their Instagram page or you can also go to their website. But through their Instagram page is just a little bit quicker. You go to their um, bio and Instagram and they have a link there. You click the link and then you put DACA renewal and you have to fill out a Google form that is pretty simple, pretty simple questions like your name, um, your birthday, the year that your permit expires and just like quick, quick questions. And then they'll get back to you They'll call you to do like an intake and just schedule your appointment. And then they tell you, well, we have this available. And then they also send you an email of um, email follow up of all the documents you have to take, like your work permit ID, uh, two photos of your two ID photos, because to update your, your photo on the work permit and the previous application as well that you had. And if you don't have the money to cover the funds for that renewal, the four ninety five. And they will also help you cover those funds. And I feel like it's a really important um, support, especially now that just the work market is a little hard. And then they also offer immigra immigration legal services for other cases. But they only do that um, one, one Saturday every month. And you have to be one of the first 20 to 40 people uh, in order to be um, taken in and your case to be assessed. Um, I had um, my tia, she, she went and she wasn't expecting kind of like the amount of, of people that went. There was people that were camping. So when she got there, she's like, oh, I'm not going to be one of the first 40 people. So she came home. I think they're going to try again next month. Uh, because yeah, like it, the support that they provide the families, Chirla, like it, it's really, it's really good. And, you know, you just when they when they tell you the day when you call them they also have a phone number and if you call them they'll also let you know like when is the next saturday that they have available and that you have to be one of the 20 to 40 people that they see and and like i said there was a lot of people camping from what my aunt told me so it's like if you want legal services from them you know that you maybe have to be camping in order to be seen by them and be one of those 20 people and the phone numbers you can also find it online but it is 23353-1333 um, that is kind of like the office phone number and you can just call ask for more information they also have a summer a summer program for high school students. I one of my school sites is high school. Um and some of my students are interested in this program. And it's called uh it's called Wise Up program and it's a summer internship program. 
that allows high school students to spend intensive time with mentors, building their leadership skills and learning about their rights. Um, and each year they only select 15 students from the Los Angeles high schools and train them to go uh, back to school as activists, prepare them, prepare them, uh, prepare them as much as they can and visit other colleges and just prepare them for the next step in their life, which is to continue their education in college. It's a really amazing program. And if you want more information, you can also find it on the Chila website or you can Google it, uh, Wise Up Chila Summer Program. It just takes you direct to that, to that program. And you have to contact the person that says there, Kath. Kathia Garcia for more information about the requirements, kind of like when are they going to start recruiting for your students. I did that already and I haven't heard back, but I'm hoping because I feel like I haven't heard back because it's not summer yet or we're not near summer. But I feel like it's a really important program because they also take students to college tours and just advocate for the community. Um, if that's something that you want to refer your students or anyone that you know that is in L.A. that is really about, about advocacy, go for it. it. From what I've seen and what I've read, it's really an amazing program to get for them so they can get experience. Um, and, you know, just honestly, just be part of the community. And, and, and I feel like the next generation is honestly a great generation because they are more aware and they want to learn and they want to actually um, go out there and there's just a lot of opportunities and I'm really happy that I see some of my high school students like wanting to go there and wanting to apply for programs like this and it's just it's just really great it's just really great um, the other organization that I'm talking about that I'm going to talk about it's called United We Dream that is another nonprofit and it also um, helps um DACA, they have DACA resources as well, and other uh, immigration. Um, they have a resource link as well. Last year, they were able to cover um, one of my my middle sister in DACA initial application fee, but because of the fights that are happening in court with DACA, she her application it's paused. Um, but they were able to cover that fee where she sent the application with with the check that was provided by United We Dream. And I would like to highlight, too, that they also have other resources as well, workshops as well, other high school opportunities as well for the youth. And I want to mention one more thing about Chirla as well, is that they also could come to some school sites and do parent workshops because for one of my sites, um, last month, we did a pairing workshop that was called Immigration 101, where they really um, had communication with parents and answered their questions. We had a facilitator from Chirla, a staff, come into our school and explain everything that they have. And I feel like it's just really wonderful that these organizations you know, are able to do that and just go and, and help the community, especially our school communities. That's just really, really amazing. And you can also find those two organizations, Chirla and United We Dream, on Instagram, on social media platforms to just be updated of what other programs they offer. And then they also have um, a membership option where if you have the means, you can donate um, and they use that just to finance their, their, their community projects and any of the other amazing stuff that they bring throughout the year. Another um, organization that I have honestly seen that it, it's amazing too is the Asian Americans Advancing Justice in LA, the one in LA, that's the one that I have worked with in the past. 
that when I was in college, when my school didn't have funds to cover my fees, uh, they were a really good organization that took me in and they gave me free legal services and helped me renew my DACA and pay for my um, pay for my renewal fee as well. Uh, and just in their offices in LA, I, I remember I went to it with my mom uh, so, and they're really helpful. They're really amazing really amazing organizations that you all if you all want to look into it you can also find them online or on instagram uh, i use instagram a little bit more than facebook or any other platform um and and then just one of my last resources that i have been using lately is called hopics hopics in la um that is located um i believe in yeah it's it's in la but they have other offices even in compton and in other um, LA areas, LA County. And this one is, um, I've been noticing that, you know, there's just, just a lot of difficulties within the community, with, within the school community that I work at. Some parents are, are homeless or are about to be homeless, or they're already living in their car and just finding topics. Um, they, they take a little while to answer, but that's because when I when I when I my call was finally picked up, they told me that they were short staff, that that's why they take a little while to answer the phone. Um, but I was like, oh, it's okay. So I went in person. I went in person this last Monday. Um, and I just went to ask like, what are the other options that they have that could help prevent families from being homeless? And they're like, oh, well, we have this eviction prevention program that that will help kind of like families that are about to be evicted if they owe a lot of rent money or or they're they have like a couple of days to leave and she was just and the lady was super nice she's like oh my god i'm really glad that that you were all that you that you're really over here looking for i was like no because i i was like yes because i feel like my families deserve to have other options not just the programs that my nonprofit that i work for um offers um and for the eviction prevention program the only thing is, is that it's every wednesday um and they open doors at 8 30 so you might want to be there before 8 30 and they only see the first 15 to 20 people for this program because like i mentioned they're really short staff right now and the only thing that they require one of the few things that they require for the eviction prevention program at hopix is that the people that is going to apply um, provide an ID, proof of income, their social security card, birth certificate of minors in the family and their own birth certificate, eviction notice, a letter that shows how much they owe, the lease agreement of where they live, and any proof of hardship like a letter or email that says that their hours are short or they don't have um you know, a, a, a something that, you know, that enables them to, to pay the amount of rent. And, you know, like I said, the service is only every Wednesday of the week um, for Hopix in LA. Um, but the the thing is, when I told the lady, I was like, is it okay if my undocumented families go to? And she said they, that, you know, even though that for this program, social security is asked for a social security card is asked for that they're still welcome to go into the office and that they may buy may be able to find like a loophole so they can provide support for the undocumented community as well some type of services but that they encourage them to go and get assessed and screened by by hopics because they can find a way to support the family regardless of the legal status and i was like oh that's amazing
And then another service that they offer, Hopix, is that they have shelter on site as well. Um, but it does require them to line up on the back of the office. Um, and of course, they need to bring ID, proof of income if they have any, and their birth certificate. And they also offer a lot of other services like housing support, where um, Hopix can provide the security deposit for up to $5,000 for a new apartment. And they have all their programs on their website. And it's honestly like amazing how much work they do for the community. And I just, I know I may probably talk too fast, uh, but it was just like, this is a really episode that, really pa- that I'm really passionate about because it's just like, there's just a lot of resources, but just, I feel like they're not being amplified or they're, they're not being told to our community um, because there's just, a lot of support out there and that's why i'm making this this podcast episode that focuses on just the resources that i've that are my to go uh so far and i continue to do more research to just find more resources for for my community for my school community that i that i work for or just any other family member that is struggling that i know of a resource i can refer to them and and this is also for you all like if you know a family that needs these type of services and lives in la um send them over there help them research it look for look for the organizations online they're really amazing orgs and there's also a lot of um instagram too if you live in the la area I follow this page that I that I was told by my supervisor that offers really good también resources updates. I think it's called LA Resources on Instagram, and they really also like just post about all the resources that are in LA. And I feel like it's just really good to have that. Um, if any other family member or just any other community member that needs them, we kind of know how to direct them and just support them in their difficult time that they're experiencing, and just. Let them know that they're not alone. Um, they're not alone in this difficult situation that they're experiencing. And with that, I wrapping up today's episode, episode two. Um, you all can follow the Latina, the Vulnerable Latina podcast on Instagram. That's what it is. The name, the handle at the Vulnerable Latina podcast. Let me know if you all have questions. Uh, I'm going to be posting about these resources that I talked about in today's episode on my stories as well. And like I said, I really hope that you all have a great rest of your week and to self-care. Don't forget to do to do self-care um, this weekend. My self-care was just to take it slow, take a break from social media and be more present with my family and take my dog out for longer walks. Because I feel like sometimes I'm like always in a rush, but to just I prioritize it. I prioritize that this weekend and hope you all have space in your busy agendas to just take take a couple minutes to do self-care because it's really important and to also take a really deep breath in and out and let it out because I feel like it's really important for us to just take a moment, take a break because we live really fast lives. And just like that, I want to wish you all to have a great evening, great day, que tengan un buen día. Y que tengan un buen resto de la semana.